The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Wolf and Bull podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Daremore Media, the Wolf and Bull, or its affiliates. The Wolf and Bull podcast is not responsible and does not verify the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast is for expressive listening entertainment. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood wolf. It's 2023 and I am still the same me. And with me I have... Your friendly neighborhood bull. There he is. He's getting it down. We're getting it down. It's incredible. We also have our friendly neighborhood Beowulf. She is the Irish blood that pumps through all of our hearts. <laughs> that is literal, not figurative. Don't even know what that means. All right. I like that. Um, yeah. Everyone. Just it, listen to it. Just, just, it just pretend breathe. it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You know? Saint Everyone's Patty's. a little Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Everyone's a little Irish when they get drunk, apparently. But uh, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is episode 79. That's 10 past 69. We did a special episode for 69. And we are talking about some interesting things today. But before we jump into it, if you happen to like what you hear and you didn't go deaf from the bull hitting his microphone, then you can go ahead and find our content and our listening and auditory content. You can find it on Anchor. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. And you can also find our information or details or content or personal history or browsing history on Instagram and on YouTube. So we are, I think we need all of it's there. I think publish your, your Google search history every day. I think we need a new platform that's olfactory content. Yikes. Where you just sit around. Just sniffing? Yeah, that's a very animalistic... Well, I mean, uh, you're the wolf, so yeah. it's, you know, kind of your thing. Uh, old like, factory. That's, I thought you said old factory, and I was like, what is he trying yeah, to no, say? Yeah, old factory, you can, okay. You can smell everything in an old factory. Uh, talking in front of Congress, the old factory nerves in my Actually, face. Actually, Congress, for the most part, is kind of an old factory. It is literally an old factory. Okay, you know, here's um, the interesting thing about Congress, real fast before you jump sure. into it. Because GOP is now the House, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm really interested to see what the next couple of years are going to look like, seeing that it was all Democrat run for the past two years, and now we've got a little slice. Just, Looks like they're just going to pick apart every single thing that's been done the past two years. It was, it was years. such a slim margin of, of, it was the red trickle, as they say. It was yeah. such a slim margin. I had to... Yeah, I tried. I tried to create an episode that was not politics. I'm not trying to get political. We're past the political season. I know. And uh, now Beowulf just comes in. Just you ever hear about the GOP and how they're all a bunch of old kooks? I'm not trying to be political. They're really old. I wonder what's going to happen when the party switch. Did he actually hear you say that? Because I did. I heard exactly. That was he heard. He actually he actually did a perfect imitation of my voice when he did that just now. Beautifully grainy Irish No, voice. it was just fresh on my mind because I had to do grainy something for work today Irish about it. Voice. And I was like, oh yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. But you're right. You know what? Hmm. I'm tired of talking about politics yeah, too. Yeah, we're past it. We've done Let's a bunch of political episodes. We've probably on. pissed off our entire viewership base. Now we're going to talk about things that are different. Things that no one has ever talked about before. They've touched on it. So there's, uh, first off, happy 2023. It's yes. 2023. Um, anything to say? I was saying some to things. You. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't end up being Thank like you, uh, 2022. Much. Old Anxiety. 
2021 or 2020, but 2023. Yeah, we are we are making moves. Um, Old Angsine. Yeah. Hopefully everyone Which had a good holiday season. Latin, I think. Yeah. No one knows. Anxiety? No one knows. Anyone who did is passed anxiety. away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Good starting the year off with some good dad jokes here. <laughs> Just going away. Um, but yeah, uh, anything to add, anything to discuss. We've had a wonderful holiday season. Christmas passed. So did the new year. It is literally um, the second day. I am going to have to go like on a, a, a nog rager. A nog rager. Yes, we've still got like leftover nog we've got, everywhere. Got leftover so, egg nog as well. The garbage. <laughs> no, no, the no, pool you <laughs> must consume nog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is still the nog season. It's close enough. Nog season still yes. raging on. You know what impresses me is how fast these like companies get rid of all their Christmas stuff. Like how fast it's just gone. It's there. It is yeah. like boom. It's there, and then the next day gone. Christmas year is over. Not a single thing. Not even stuff. We got to get those. Like they burn it all. Q two, Q one. What was the Grinch's mountain called? Mount. Oh, Mount Wahoo or Yahoo or. (laughs) Oh, what was it? Oh, I don't know. Up on Mount Whoville. No. Oh, I'm looking it up. Mount, probably Horton, right? Horton. Mount Crumpet. Mount Horton. Crumpet. Okay. Mount yes. Crumpet. Mount, Mount Crumpet. Crumpet. Yeah. Well, mm. we're uh, that's we're, where it's all at. Right? It probably is. Now we're losing control, and I'm going to start out a new teleprompter. So if it looks like I'm looking slightly to the right, I'm not having a brain aneurysm. Uh, so with that about? being He's said, memori- with Cam, that you've being said, memorized all this. I have. No I'm going to jump right into the monologue. I'm going to. <laughs> Happy 2023. We've made it through 2022 and we're still here. Congratulations. As the first episode of season three of The Wolf and Bowl that's filmed in 2023, we've decided we're going to discuss something that we've touched on lightly in episodes in the past. Conspiracies. Not because we're huge advocates of conspiracies, but because there's an interesting social evolution occurring that we've observed personally and have discussed off the show. Over the last handful of years, a multitude of conspiracy or conspiratorial-like ideas have permeated throughout society. Be it from the right or the left, it seems as if many of these ideas have been universally accepted as either completely true or unequivocally false, depending on your position. Wow. (laughs) For many... All cops were evil. That totally worked. (laughs) Collaborating against the populace amongst us for the better half of two years. Rather than acknowledging the more probable situation that some cops were bad eggs, many decided to buy into what would be considered an unspoken conspiracy. Many others bought into hyper-focused political conspiracies claiming illegitimacy and standing by that position. Rather than acknowledging that by implying this, it means all further political action could be considered illegitimate going forward, thus ruining our entire political process, they stuck to their guns. Frankly, neither party should be blamed. It's not one person's fault. I merely bring up these examples to paint a picture. Sometimes things are more granular or hyper-detailed than we perceive them to be. Now there's no music and it's a little bit more... Personal. (laughs) The idea of conspiracies hinges on the idea of what is most probable. The problem with this, in my opinion, is that the idea of probable is purely subjective in most people's minds. Furthermore, how is one particular opinion of how an event or events occurred considered probable in the if the details to that event haven't been provided? Last year, I came across something called the conspiracy chart, which is credited to Abby Richards. There's a push from a particular group of people to wage an online battle against disinformation and misinformation. And frankly, I don't really have anything against that. 
But this also happens to be a segment and offshoot of that. So today in episode 79, we're going to discuss this chart and we're also going to touch on a major conspiracy that still is to this day speculative. The John F. Kennedy assassination. Were you having a aneurysm over there? I'm excited to talk about this. Well, because I did a, I did a, I, I like the first time I ever looked into this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Ever? First time? I literally just would hear about it, but I didn't the know charter the charter the, the assassination. The JFK assassination. Mm. Like, I knew about the assassination, obviously, and I knew some people thought that there was some shady stuff going on, but mm. I didn't have any idea about the details of all of it. Like, I literally didn't know hardly anything except quick, that. Quick trivia, and you can't even go further than this in this entire podcast without knowing the answer to this. What's F stand for? Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip? <laughs> Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald, yeah. Bingo. Does it? Two. I took yes. two. I took two guests. So, uh, first, off, first off, uh-huh. I, have to, I have to clear the air. I need to pick the songs better. It just dropped. I thought it was going to continue Did going. It I liked it. Just, you, no, I it continued. It was a minute a, and 28 yeah. seconds. I thought I was going to fit into that. And then I realized, oop, yeah, see, my brain's you, uh, teleprompter was going too here's slow. Here's the thing. If you wouldn't have told anybody it was a teleprompter, nobody would have known that was wonderfully done. Well, yeah. thank you. Appreciate but, that. But gave away your cards. I, I, I have think, to be honest. I think the problem with this entire conversation today is going to center around one word. Probable. Fitzgerald. Oh, sorry. No, it probable. Yes. You know, semantics. We've talked about this before in podcast number 12 or something like that, whatever. Yeah, something like that. You know, the origins of words and this and Ah, that. And and our proclivity as human beings to decide to put personal meanings onto things that have civilized, intrinsic, not intrinsic, but a, a collective agreement meaning already. Yeah. And Wikipedia, of course, is famous for that. Oh, the free encyclopedia. Oh, how biased. I it love is. Wikipedia. It's encyclopedia so and bias. I love it's, it. It's, it's interesting bias. because mm-hmm. in some ways it's it's more of a true analysis of what people think in a snapshot form mm-hmm. as people change. Yeah. Then again, does it move legitimate understanding of things in a direction that's not applicable? Yes. Yeah, I do. I think that I think that it does. Um, Now, for our listeners, before we jump into it, I I have to clarify a few things. This episode is not just about JFK. We are going to eventually do an episode solely about JFK uh, on History of the Boxer Sister podcast. We're going to do one uh, quite shortly. It's actually probably going to come out this week, uh, Saturday, I believe. So that will be available for listening. And then when the next week rolls around, we'll have one with Wolf and Bull to kind of talk a little bit more about the conspiracy aspect of so things. This is just a teaser. This is kind of a teaser. This is uh, just a... Well, here's the thing. Because I want, I want the people viewing and listening, I want them to understand that I am not for or against conspiracies. I would be what I consider uh, a fence sitter on a lot of this stuff. Like I will sit on the fence and I will observe until something uh, happens like 70 odd years later when the CIA finally says, oops, we have all these documents, 13,374 of them that we are going to release, but only 95%. And then the other 5% is going to come out in June, 2023. Like, you know, supposedly I I don't believe it. I have a question then. Okay. You say that now, let me ask you this. Do you think conspiracies, like the ones we're going to talk about today, Mm -hmm. do you think like maybe the way people speak about lies, where they say every lie has a grain of truth, do you think that conspiracies are that same wavelength? Depends on which ones we're talking about. I think that there is, I think everything starts there and then it gets taken over by people who are grifters. Um, When it comes to a lot of conspiracies, I think that there tends to be some semblance of 
what you could interpret as the truth. Mm -hmm. The problem is there are so many individuals, unfortunately, that have become so apathetic with everything. And I don't blame them. I don't blame you. Um, that I don't, cause I'm getting there sometimes, um, that they cling to these things in kind of a supplemented replacement of what people would normally cling to an ideology over like theology. So like people, people you know create, what I'm saying? People create stories. They create fairy tales. They create anecdotes. They create lessons. They create mm-hmm. histories. They create all these kind of things sometimes to explain a past yeah. Sometimes to forecast a future, sometimes to understand what's going on around them. But that's how we as human beings kind of understand our world. Mm-hmm. And to create those narratives, we have to have a baseline to start that. Yeah. Oftentimes those baselines start in probabilities, hmm. not always centered around fact. It could be centered around popular opinion, it could be centered around ethnicities or politics or certain positions of who won a war versus who didn't mm-hmm. but ultimately all these stories are the outgrowth of a grain of a seed of a story to be told and the question really becomes is a search for truth yeah that really is what we're talking about here. yeah and and i think the unfortunate thing to go back to your question um i think the unfortunate thing is, is i don't think that society <laughs> understands that truth and fact in my opinion they're two separate things you can have something be true but not be accepted as fact by everyone you can have something be a fact but not be accepted as truth by everyone so and i think say- there's a heavy influence especially from people in power to manipulate those two things if that makes sense well so you would say truth is left up to interpretation Yes. I, I mean, and the reason the reason I say that is because you can see you can see it, for example, um, theologically in a lot of ways. Right. So at least from my very basic understanding of the Catholic Church, a big reason as to why America even exists is because we didn't like what they were doing to us. And from their position, their truth was being we're the Catholic Church. We are the ruling law of the land. We can do whatever we want, even though they're a church. And not a governing body, but at that point in time, their interpretation. Well, they were the church body. and the governing body at, at one well, time in history. Mm-hmm. And understood. I yeah. mean, the, the the Church of England became the Church of England because was it Charles the Eighth, Henry the Henry the Eighth, Henry the Eighth, Henry the Eighth. One of the kings said, "Hey, I want to get divorced." Henry the Eighth. He wanted to get divorced from his first wife exactly. to marry Anne Boleyn, and then okay, that's yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. And and so, I mean, think about the reasons for things. So we look back in time, and if you don't know that story, if you're a person has grown up understanding a story or like me doesn't remember which king was which, you might believe that it was simply an interpretation of of the scripture that changed the whole country's identity to look at the king as the mouthpiece of God instead of the Pope. Mm. Had nothing to do with that. Yep. But history, the story that was told for reasons that we can understand now, pointed in a different direction entirely. And which that's, is, that's the same thing with what we're talking about today. Yeah, which is why I say there's a difference between truth and fact, not to say that they can't go hand in hand. They're kind of segmented in a weird way. Uh, but anyway, for our listeners, uh, we do want to talk about what a conspiracy theory is just to p- kind of provide like a ground base work for this because there's a difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy. Um, they're not necessarily one and the same, which is interesting. I didn't really know that, but apparently there is a difference. Um, so conspiracy theories are an explanation for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy by sinister and powerful groups, often political in motivation when other explanations are more 
probable. More probable. Keep that statement in mind. Uh, A conspiracy theory is not the same as a conspiracy, instead referring to a hypothesized conspiracy with uh, with a specific characteristic such as an opposition to mainstream consensus among scientists or historians who are qualified to evaluate its accuracy. Also pay attention to that last last sentence. Qualified to evaluate. Um, Now that there, Wolf and Bull family, is the general definition from Wikipedia, the online free encyclopedia. As someone who prides himself in having strong analytical skills, I agree mostly with that definition. Uh, In fact, I agree so much with it that I'd like to address a few things. Probable. Definitionally, that means, quote, likely to happen or to be true, likely but uncertain, plausible, supported by evidence strong enough to establish presumption but not proof, of or relating to opinions and actions in ethics and morals for whose lawfulness intrinsic reasons or extrinsic authority may be adduced. Now, I did not know what adduced meant because I'm not, you know, one of those like kids who's like composing at six. Like I like I, I, I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. Now, for those who are not familiar with adduced and don't want to go to Google like I did, uh, basically what it means is to cite as an example or means of proof in an argument. So, per Wikipedia's own definition, from my observation, Bull, you can correct me if I'm incorrect, probable in the case of conspiracy theories, uh, more aligns with an appeal to authority argument than with actual proof. Hmm. It's an interesting supposition. The reason I say that the reason I say that supposition is because of the uh, qualified to evaluate its accuracy statement. Um. From a scientific perspective, knowledge is the is established yeah. through evidence. Okay, let me let me stop you right there. Okay, just a second, because you've said a scientific perspective mm-hmm. established through evidence. That was your very last statement. Earlier, you were talking about probable um, conspiracies and how it associates itself with a hypothesized set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Well, hypothesis in general, that term simply means educated guess. Yeah. Scientists use it all the time. You know how they evaluate their hypotheses? You know what hypotheses really are? Forget the educated part of it. They're guesses. They're guesses based on a series of things they understand from their learning, from their observation, from their empirical data. They come up with a supposition, mm-hmm. a guess, educated as they like to say, and then they test for that. Now, the question becomes in our circumstance, if we have conspiracies, any one of the number of ones we're going to talk about without a whole lot of depth today, I think the chart's more important. But the thing to think about is how do we empirically evaluate that? A lot of them we can't. The lab. The lab, right? But, but, but what is the lab for well, conspiracy? Well, well, here's the thing. Exactly. Like, like, this is what's interesting to me about this, mm-hmm. because because you're pointing out a perfect example that I guess I, I, I will probably touch on briefly, but you're doing a better job of it. it, it it's it's it, you can't in some ways there you can't prove things that the data isn't released on. You can't even have a position on something that if you don't have all the pieces, you're just speculating. Now, granted, I, I get like the people listening to this who don't like conspiracies will look at that and say, well, that's our point. No, it's not. Because based on the definition, you are saying qualified to evaluate when it comes to people talking about this. Who in, like, for example, let's talk about JFK for a second. 
the who's quali- who is qualified? The CIA, obviously. And obviously. do you think and they the would FBI. ever say They're anything? They're the qualified experts, right? Are they? So, so here's the, here's the interesting part you're bringing up, and the thing that drives me batty about all these conspiracies. You, if everybody wants to get rid of half of all conspiracies theories, conspiracy theories mm-hmm. overnight, be transparent. Yeah, that's all it is. Be yep. transparent. Oh, but our secrets are too important. We must redact everything. Okay, then you open yourself up to every conspiracy under the sun, under the sun, because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. When you throw doubt into the equation, you're throwing a uh, a uh, best way to put it is lambda. Mm-hmm. Go back to scientific stuff. You can put equation out to solve almost anything, and when you can't get the answer, you go times or plus or minus or whatever you want. Lambda, yeah, delta x over delta y, which means change over time. That's what it means. So. Everything is possible as long as you have an unknown variable on the end of it. And the unknown variable doesn't have to be there if the people that know the variables will tell us mm-hmm. the variables. And and here's the thing is like there is like a line and this chart we're going to talk about talks about that line now. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I think the problem that I'm seeing with a lot of this, especially from a conspiratorial aspect, is that people will take something that is suspect like the jfk thing they'll take it we want more questions we want more answers that's totally fine they'll take that and they'll put it on the the reasonable part of the uh the bar of the of the chart the upside down pie chart okay they'll put it there and then things like what happened in 2020 they'll put it the unreasonable we're not even halfway through the causations or the problems of that decision guys so what so how is it that that is at the unreasonable aspect? Now I'm not saying I believe those things I'm not. I don't to most degree. With that being said, you're putting the thing that has just recently happened, recency bias, at the very worst part of your chart and you're telling me to believe you? It doesn't make any sense. And here's the funny thing about a lot of this as well, back to the appeals to authority argument. Now, for those who don't know, appeal to authority arguments, um, it's kind of a difficult area to tread through. A lot of people consider it uh, fallacious. A lot of people consider it whatever the opposite of that is, non-fallacious. And basically what an appeal to authority argument is, is an opinion of an authority on a topic that is used as evidence to support that argument. So you're a neurosurgeon and you work on brains and the zombie virus comes out that attacks the brain. So they interview you and because you're a neurosurgeon, what you say, whether it's your opinion or not, is utilized as evidence to support your argument. I understand that. Mm-hmm. To a lot of ways, that makes a lot of sense. I love watching that on Aliens oh, it's on happen. the History Channel. Yeah. What was it well, Ancient Aliens? Ancient Aliens. Aliens, hairs all over the place. Yeah, that's exact. That's a perfect example. History Channel does that all the time. There's nothing wrong with it because in a lot of instances, it does actually make sense. If you were the authority on something like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, apparently on every scientific topic available, then yes, you can speak about everything. (laughs) Or Bill Nye, the science guy, everything. You are the authority on all of it. Speak on it. Neil is one smart dude, but man, oh man. He speaks about a lot of stuff. Big ego. Yeah, well, he makes a lot of money. I don't blame him. Yes, he does. Um, I read his book. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, I'm sure book. it was. I mean, he's, he's enjoyable. But let's yeah. just remember, he is a he is a PR driven man. He knows how to put things in layman's terms. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah, and which, that's which half the problem to, to what you're talking about, the neuroscientist. Yes. If the neuroscientist said to you, you know, I believe the zombie virus came about, and he, he started spilling out all these terms about the manula mamlagata and, the, you know, this attacks the brain in this way and it crosses the the brain blood barrier and creates this. He did all this stuff that I can't even, it would just fly over. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, 
Okay, I believe it's it. like listening to Doc yeah. Brown from Back to the Future, where he's like, exactly. "This is the flux capacitor," and right. Marty's like, "Duck!" Like you know, it, uh, he doesn't know what's yeah, going of on. Of course, you go back to the origin of how that created itself. He fell off a toilet and hit his head, right? Well, so. someone say the inappropriate relationship between Marty and Doc is how Back to the Future was created, <laughs> but still. Uh, anyway, not going to jump on that one, but yeah, I get your. Barely you did jump on that. One. Yeah, jump right off of it too. Yeah. Uh, so did Marty. Uh, now, from a scientific perspective, knowledge is established through evidence uh, rather than through authority since authority supposedly supposedly has no place in science supposedly but i have a few stories authority that disprove that everywhere apparently. yeah so i'm gonna say a quote that's really cool it's from a guy named carl sagan uh one of the great commandments of science is mistrust arguments from authority too many such arguments have proved too painfully wrong authorities must prove their contentions like everybody else now, this doesn't mean that all conspiracy theories or even a majority of them are correct. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, it merely means that according to the free encyclopedia of the online spheres, probable is more closely aligned with, quote, expert opinion than it is with fact or proof. And see, that's such a great quote because you got to pl- prove your contention and you do that through facts. You don't do it through that through hypotheses yeah unless you're willing to say this is how i'm going to go about proving it and once i prove that i think you're going to see the way i do and then you use your influence your your capacity to to make other people understand like we just talked with about neil degrassi and how he gets layman to understand what's going on by i mean did you you read read brief history of time right um stephen hawking's mm-hmm. he Blew did my a wonderful job with that making it something that you and i could read Mm-hmm. You know, well, in short condensed spurts, I, yeah, my brain still hurt after reading it. But yes, it's a it's it's a readable thing, guys. Um, just make sure you like maybe bring some ibuprofen and Tylenol. You get headaches easily. Um, but but that's yeah, my point, because yeah. con- conspiracy theories are great. Mm-hmm. If you want to sit and talk to a conspiracy theorist about something and they can dial up. These are all the reasons, not just speculation, but these are all the reasons they believe X, and Y and Z are true and there's some plausibility to it, then you can go, okay, until I see further evidence one way or the other, I'm just going to put that in the pile of things that are possible, not yeah. probable, possible, possible. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, there is a big problem here. It's a big problem. Um, and this is something that I've noticed the last few years. Uh, why do so many people, and this is on both ends, this is on the conspiratorial end and the non-conspiratorial end, why do so many people, rather than use analytical means and critical thinking, appeal to the authority of those in power positions and what they say? Why is that? Because, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm broken. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I, I've been just through too much in life to not believe. Maybe I've just had the worst life ever and I just don't believe anyone. But when I have someone who sit da- sits down, like Joel Olstein, because I love doing his impersonation, saying, God wants you to be rich. And I sit down with him and he's a rich man, very wealthy man, and he tells me that. And I say, I don't believe you. You know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I, I don't know. I, How dare you speak this way about the king of Houston, look, dude, Texas? I, How dare look, you? Look, if JJ Watt can help them during I the the the, the, uh, the thing, then why couldn't he? I, I would, I would still. think. I would think if I had a conversation with God, he would say, "Sure, I want you to be rich. I don't care if you're poor or middle class or whatever you are. But rich, you can't take with you. Mm-mm. But you can do things with it. Mm-hmm. So why not? 
Yeah. Right. So, but the, but the delivery is part of the problem Yeah, with that kind of stuff. Right. He's such a, he's an amenable guy. Is that the oh, right word? Amenable. People love him. And yeah. I, I have no idea. He's got a winning him, smile. Really does. He's got a winning hairdo. If he wasn't a preacher, he would have been a 100% a governor. Somewhere. I know nothing about Joel Osteen except. He's probably nice. Like, look, I don't want, like, I'm not like, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, but with that being said, I just like doing the impersonation because it's fun. But no, he's, he's there sick. is, there are, there is, there are, there still is. Uh, there are a few examples of this appeal to authority problem that I want to talk about. And I don't know if either of you guys have heard about these. But before you jump into those. Yes. And I haven't read this part of the notes. Okay. So do you think this is, goes back to a lot of our social media? of today mm. and when i say that i'm i'm talking specifically to the bite-sized morsels that are consumable in vast arrays from every subject under the sun by us on any any moment that we want to honor about us. conspiracy sure. theories on anything on anything on anything um, because it's an attention span issue is what i'm saying you you and i have talked about we've all three have talked about this before how the in my generation you learn differently because there was a time mm. lag between the understanding yeah it, it might be a better way to put it time dilation was used because you had a certain amount of time to learn mm-hmm. you had to do your research you had to learn you had to to, to narrow down your composite understanding of something through so, smaller n- number of sources well i could look at in the time i used to look at three sources in the past in the local public library or the university library or whatever to what i could do today I could look at a hundred things in the time I could look at three before. Yeah. So I've got, but I have to do that through time. You know, you know what I think? Cause to, to your question, I don't, I don't know if it's social. I mean, obviously there's a time aspect to it. I, I we've made that very apparent. Like, I think we both agree that time is, and the speed of at which things move has impacted things heavily. I think because of that, I think people just care too much. If that makes sense. Like, like before, like uh, maybe my inter and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, you know, I wasn't alive 30 plus years ago. So I, I only have, and this is not a jab. This is merely just me making observation. Like I'll I, wait for the jab till later. Yeah. The jab uh, just, I'm a little slow and tired today. Cause I'm older. You could be talking so. about the jab later in the uh, jab, meant something jab. else entirely. I, uh, yeah. Well, Marty and doc Brown. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I guess my whole thing is like, I see it now that people latch onto these things and care way too much because they choose not to escape something. So you look at something like JFK. You know what happened in the 60s when, no offense to JFK and his family, when his part of his face went away? People saw it, were traumatized, and then forgot about it. I think a lot no. of part, I think a lot of part, no, I think they did over time. I think over time they did. I From don't think so. From your perspective as a younger person, you probably have, just as people that were born in 2010 don't I'm forget about, about hmm. 2011. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, telling you, I don't mean it like it was. Maybe perhaps I should. the defining moment. In the yeah, United is almost as defining as World War II. Was let me let me rephrase that. Maybe maybe not forgot about it, but <laughs> see, because it's like nine, it's like with 9/11, right? Like there's a, a similarity here. There is a similarity, but, but let me let me define what I think that similarity is. There's a there is a veil of civility. Mm-hmm that is draped across this country for my whole lifetime. Yeah. That is probably not real, but seems real to the people born and raised here. And that veil is pierced every once in a while by huge traumatic events, not a foreign war because people go away to that. Yeah. It happens to other countries with people don't speak the same way with as we do, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. We send people over there and a lot of them don't come back, but that's not what I'm talking about. But when you have in a, a public 
extremely public assassination of a person that was the first Catholic president of the United States. In the mm. youngest. Hugely popular. Mm-hmm. He was a freaking rock star at the yeah. time. I knew people that had their profiles up in their houses, like velour paintings of the Kennedy brothers and things like that. This this was incredibly impactful for a huge number of probably boomers and what's the great generation? What is builders. It? Builders. Builders. Yeah. builders and boomers both. Because it was, it, you got to remember, this was during the the, the time of, of trying to race to the moon. Mm-hmm. The space race was going on. You had, so you had the Cold War, War going on. Vietnam was, was starting during was starting. that time period. Yeah. It, I mean, there was a huge amount of disruption going on. And then, bam. Well, I, I guess, well, I, what I mean by forgot about it is they didn't spend every waking moment, moment obsessing. I think that, that's see, what I that's mean. That's what I go back like, to with, with, with the time frame. Yeah, thing, so so that's that's what that's what I'm getting at. Is there was like a point, and it was because of technology. Technology wasn't at where it is now, but it, there was a point where they would hear about it, be on TV. You catch it when it's on TV, but if you don't catch it, you don't you don't hear about it unless through hearsay. So when I mean forget about it, I don't mean like people just stopped thinking about John F. Kennedy or the impact of it, because there's a whole litany of things that could probably be tied right back to that event. With that being said, there were not like full Reddit threads. There were not like well, groups see, of people that would get together every second of every day to talk about it to fuel the echo chamber that's exactly of belief. Right, but that's the technology and the speed thing I'm talking yeah. about. Because back then, there were certainly a lot of people that right away said Russians, Cubans, mm-hmm. our own government, you know, Lyndon B. Johnson. They could name off a whole litany mm-hmm. of things where, and who knows where, and then the, you the talk commission. About it. What was the name of the commission? Warren Commission. The Warren, Warren, Warren Commission. Warren, do you remember who the head of the CIA was during the time of the Warren Commission? Uh, Bush. George W, not George, George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Bush. yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and, and what, what what school did he go to? Yale. 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 Mm-hmm. And what did he belong to at Yale? Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all I have to do is sit here for two minutes and mm-hmm. I can come up with a great which, grand conspiracy on this. And if I'm sitting back in 1963, which I wasn't. You do it with your buddies over a cigar. Correct. Or a well, and here's it. the thing. In 2013, they surveyed, and you know, it's a survey, so you can go which way you want with that but they surveyed like the american public people i think it was like 40 something still agreed in 2013 that they did not think that lee harvey oswald acted alone at well, the very least so so, so i read these i read these by the way pretty much a dumb shit so so by the way i read i read some of their stuff in the cia and unless they've left out things that indicated that he didn't work alone it appears that he did not work with that ruby guy like i, I literally went to jack the, ruby's the guy who killed him. yeah but there was no affiliation there was literally no like some people say yeah he had to be let in by u.s officials into the basement of wherever but, but that if, place you're gonna, was, if you're gonna which, think about a conspiracy theory yes. you don't connect those two people i, I get it yeah i, I agree you, you got ruby over here saying mm-hmm. once this is done you take care of this guy yeah this guy doesn't so, know this so guy. there's a whole stuff and, and what i want to do is like I, I really would love to wait for it to actually come out um, but, but will it? I don't think it will. Um, so back to the whole thing about conspiracies and appeals to authority, because you asked me, you know, if I thought it was social media and technology and I, I agree, I think it is, but I also think it's how we view these things. I think a lot of this becomes people's lives. Whereas if we're in the sixties and you and I just saw that happen, we go and have a glass of alcohol and smoke a cigar and lament about it. No, in the sixties, you'd just go and join a cult in Southern California. That's what you did. Yeah, know. maybe. Um, you'd, so you've been down degrees, I guess. Francisco, yeah. Degrees right? of separation. Um, so anyway, back to the appeals authority. Uh, so there's a few examples of this that are very, very interesting. The first one is of, and this guy's name is interesting, uh, is Theophilus Schickel painter. He was born in 1889. He died in 1969. He was an American zoologist and cytologist who 
was known for his early study of the human chromosome. Um, he first showed the giant chromosomes linked to the development of salivary glands in fruit flies and could, that could be established to identify the position of individual genes more precisely than previous methods. So he is largely responsible for how we understand uh, the human chromosome. Interestingly enough, he received a PhD degree from Yale. Um, and was a member of the faculty from 1913 to 1916. He joined the faculty of the University of Texas in 1916, and he became the president of the university in 1946. Now, in 1921, he made a big boo-boo. He made a mistake. He gave the first number of chromosomes to be 24 instead of 23 for the count of the human meiotic meiotic chromosome now while attempting to count the tangled mass of chromosomes he witnessed under a microscope from a uh, from spermatocytes and slices of the testicle he arrived at the figure of 24 so it was an accident right he came to that degree of 24 in 1921 I'm just going to breeze there's, over that there's, wait a second wait, 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 wait there's wait, been well, a lot of accidents created over testicles yeah exactly uh well so strangely enough it was actually uh <laughs> no, i'm not going to say i was going to bush's testicle um but uh yeah so other others who found this information that he later talked about um in great detail uh repeated his experiment in other ways and agreed upon the number 24 popular thinking held that if there were 24 chromosomes in sperm Sites, there must be an equal number contributed by the female, and the human chromosome number must be 48, which was undisputed for more than 30 years. Hmm. Three decades. 30 years. Undisputed. Nobody had, nobody wanted to count uh, thin slices of testicles. So, 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 so here's, here's what's interesting. <laughs> and now, One and, was enough. We'll so just take your word for one. it. <laughs> exactly. All you. Yeah, yeah. The, the screaming was too painful for us guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we saw you do it to yourself. It was a little confusing. Um, but supposedly, supposedly, reading up on this, supposedly confirmation bias amongst researchers and mostly cytologists um, a, accounted for why everyone kind of agreed. Um, and they expected to detect number 24 in a total of 48 human chromosomes um, put forward by Painter. And normally they always did in their research. That's because of confirmation bias. I don't know if I believe that, but that is literally what they said. Um, thankfully, in 1959, Johan Tijo uh, found that human somatic cells had 46 chromosomes rather than 48. And in 1956, after publishing his findings, the chromosomes number was revised three decades later. You know, it, I think mm. confirmation bias is a lot more powerful than most people believe. And you don't have to, I mean, this is an interesting study and mm. interesting names and what he did was <laughs> strange. He cut but, off his own testicle and <laughs> saw there, he saw 48. He's, and, you know, that's true scientific. Yeah, yeah. That, those are the guys that believe. Yeah, exactly. Neil, if you're willing to do something like that, I'll believe you're <laughs> No, the, the, the whole point is, think about think about going back into history and, and uh, um Carnipicus. Copernicus. 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 That's, that's his a, younger you, brother. Did you put some eggnog in this coffee? Here on the Wolf and Bull podcast, we know our historical figures. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, forever and ever. Uh, for hundreds of years, people believed we were, yeah. uh, the sun was rotating around us instead of the other way around. Yeah. And there were people that thought otherwise. Yeah. But confirmation bias, and probably the, the church saying, if you do this, we'll led by Pope, you up. Led, led <laughs> by, burn you like a witch. Led by currently Pope Krampus the first. You said Krampus. I said Krampus. Krampus. That would be a Christmas. Yeah. Pope yeah. corn dog. <laughs> this is this is the, this is heretical, hey, guys. Be careful. That. Pope. Pope. Something. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, Pope. Ah, 
<laughs> That's his real name. Was it Benedict? Just, Benedict, yeah, 95. Just, yeah, yeah, he died. yeah, just passed yeah. away, what, like two days ago? He was reading the CIA findings <laughs> in the, in the, the library under the Vatican. To all of our, Rip, yeah, to all of our yeah. Catholic listeners, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That was, look, I'm not look. I'm, he was a great pope. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna like. I just I, thought it was funny. I just thought it'd be kind of funny. Just I know nothing about the pope. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, literally nothing. His yes. house was really nice. So it's, it's not even his house. The so Vatican City. So is his invisible car. Um, now there's um, another example that happened actually much more recently that I think uh, explains to your point the speed of technology uh, and <laughs> the vastness of how people get obsessed with things. Corona. Um, So there was a fraudulent paper that came out in 2014 and it was called uh, when contact changes minds an experiment on transmission of support for gay equality, which was written by former UCLA graduate student Michael LaCour and Columbia University political science professor Donald Green, who has a lot. Mr. Green at the time had a lot of tenure and a lot of. Of sway with his wait, 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 read the title again. I need to wrap my mind around when contact changes minds an experiment on transmission of support for gay equality. Oh my god, I've been out of college for so yes. long. I so, have to like yes. string those words together and try to piece together what they're trying to so say. So, this was a very interesting thing that came about, and uh, it happened in 2014 and it was published in the academic journal Science in December of 2014 and then retracted in May of 2015. So there's a little bit of a time. With that being said, the article demonstrated that people's minds on the issue of gay marriage could be changed by conversations with gay canvassers, but not with straight canvassers. Interesting. Very interesting analysis. Very interesting uh, supposition by this paper. Their minds could be changed. Supposedly. What does that mean? Well, just wait. I'll get to it. So both authors claim to have investigated whether gay or straight messengers were effective at encouraging voters to support same-sex marriage. Whether attitude change persisted and spread to others in voters' social networks. So influence of support based on whether they were speaking with someone who was actually from that demographic or whether they were speaking with someone who was not. Now, the purported results measured by an unrelated panel survey show that both gay and straight canvassers produced large effects initially, but only gay canvassers effects persisted in three week, six week and nine month follow ups. LaCour and Green also supposedly found strong evidence of within household transmission of opinion change, but only in the wake of conversations with gay canvassers. Now, I uh, hate to break it to you. This was all total bullshit. Wait, total wait, bullshit. wait, 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 wait. Well, they, they like did they start out the canvassing saying, by the way, I'm gay. I'm gay. Yeah, both, or yes, by the way, yes, I'm supposedly. straight. Yes. So that was the well, idea I, behind it. No, uh, now hold on. Hold well, on let second. me get to my point before you jump on this because this is this is something I need to say because the, the impact of this is incredible. This article was downloaded over a hundred and eleven thousand times and ranks as in the top five percent of all research output output according to Almetrics.com. So it is one of the most downloaded articles of all time when it comes to that type of stuff. It made international headlines and made its way into the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Economist, and the LA Times, and more. Turns out all the data had been falsified. No data had been collected when it had been, and when it was critiqued by David Brookman, Joshua Kala, and Peter Arono in 2015. Brookman et al. found that the survey company LaCour claimed that to have used denied performing any work for LaCour and did not have an employee by the name of LaCour listed as his contact with the company. LaCour had claimed that participants were paid using outside funding, but no organization could be found that had provided the amount of money required to pay thousands of people. So wait, so this this isn't just (laughs) like a study that was misconstrued data, like they just made up the whole thing? They made up the entire thing. And it was published in science. But here's a perfect, this, this 
feeds into because what of David Green. Earlier. But see, this is what you okay. You get somebody with credibility, mm-hmm. authority that he's talking about, right? And then you have a hypothesis. And here's here's a simple hypothesis: if you advocate, Donald Green, if, sorry, if Donald you Green. advocate for uh, same sex marriage, and you are gay, you're going to have more effect. That was the argument. Not. Supposedly, that I mean, that's an obvious, obvious. I argument. would think so. Well, I would it's think a, it's. But so, so here's here's what he did. He said, I, "I'm going to shortcut the whole thing." Yeah, I know this to be true. I know that if you advocate for something, if you're emotional about it, you're going to have more effect than someone that's not. Well, that's but, what but, I would but think. Here's, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. That's confirmation bias. Well, no, that's, I, that's I why that's why this is such an interesting thing because. Based on the analysis from the chromosome guy, I'm not going to go back in my notes. It's too much work. Uh, based on the analysis from the chromosome guy, uh, the, the painter, and uh, Green and LaCour, it was all supplemented by confirmation bias. The entire thing. And it, what's, what's fascinating... But one was mistaken, one was purposeful. Was it mistaken? Uh, back in, as far as we I mean, know, back supposedly... Chromosomes that long ago supposedly, was a very difficult task. And maybe. And, and I'm not and, saying it was or wasn't. I'm saying that there, there's like it, there's a line of like allegiance of word here. And, and it's like anyone back then could say, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. But, so here's, here's, here's what I think happened. So Donald Green and his buddy LaCour sat around the, the, the campus... Drinking LaCour. Under, some, under a beautiful tree on some campus back in... You know, California. Or, well, I'm saying the fall was hitting. They were sitting around having the fires a, glass were hitting. Of, a glass of wine and mm. saying, you know, I really believe this to be true. And the other guys, was, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I'm glad you said that because that's my doctoral thesis. And in his back of his mind, he's going, you know what? I don't have shit. But the guy that's on my doctoral thesis board says that's a good idea. He's going to confirm it for me. And he's got all these allegiance for all these people around the country. I think I'm just going to make the shit up because I know it's well, already I think, true. I think the question that I have, I think the question that I have really, because, because this is a, this particular instance is, and I'm not like, I'm not going to shame anyone except the people who put out the, uh, the article. So all the mainstream organizations you need to shame the people and, that, and the people and the mainstream, it. yeah, the mainstream organizations, yeah. the people that publish it and the people that put together the, the analysis, um, everyone else, the people reading that they're innocent victims in my, in my case, maybe guilty of confirmation bias, but who isn't? Uh, so I guess my whole point is I think this is just a larger, more interesting representation of society as a whole, because I wouldn't necessarily believe that. Well, I think you know what I'm actual, saying? Like, well, I there's a question you can actually ask there because you can say, okay, one, like you were saying, logically, sure, if um, some, I'm someone who's against gay marriage and a gay person comes up to me and is explaining the merits of it and why it matters to them and they're emotional and maybe I'm starting to see things from their perspective and I change my mind. Okay, so there's one, that's probably what the paper would be arguing. Then there's the also aspect you could say, oh, no, I'm a straight person and a straight person comes to me and I can relate to them, but they're explaining to me on my ground why I think see, but, the, the but, benefits but, of gay so, marriage and why I should think this way. Then I can relate to them more and I'm more so, able. To, so there's an actual question. I, there. I get there's an actual question there, but this is the danger of, of prejudice because that's what right. that is. So so if, if I sit down with somebody and this is widespread in our society right now where people only believe that you can understand from un, only understand something from someone who has actually been and done something. And to a degree, that is true. Like if I climb Mount Everest, if I climb Mount Everest and I say I want to talk about Mount Everest with someone, I can paint a probably pretty accurate picture of how it is to climb Mount Everest. At the same time, it would be irresponsible to imply that someone who hasn't couldn't formulate that by study and research. But that's empathy and sympathy we're talking about. It's again. what I'm getting at. It's, that's that's you what know I'm what? getting at. Exactly. These two professors need to call us because we could have well, wrote this paper well, for them. Well, here's, I here's, well, here's this study. But here's, here's the point that I want to get at is from your perspective, they're utilizing empathy in an incorrect way 
because not every single gay individual's experience is the same. Not every single gay individual's understanding of something is the same. They are not a monolith. Same thing with any culture. And the problem that I have with stuff like this, and the problem I have with stuff like this is that it treats those individuals as, as if they were a monolithic entity as one whole. That there's no deviation. That there's not some sort of uh, disagreement amongst the groups. Same with any demographic. But that's how we make generalized statements. We have to we have to treat groups as a large sure part to make a generalized statement. If you want to make a more specific statement, then you narrow that. But group but field. the problem though, and I'm not saying that that's incorrect. The problem with that though is when it's utilized to create a paper like that, which is kind of prejudice. If you put it in any other circumstance, any it's, other situation, it's, it's it becomes prejudi- really insidious. Insidious. Yes. From. I, so, so I look at this, and I, I, you know, I don't. I haven't read the paper. Look, I don't know. It's let me finish. It, in it, I would think that their their initial hypothesis is probably more likely mm-hmm. than not to be correct. Maybe the problem isn't that. The hypothesis is correct or not. The hypo- the the problem is is there's no data to back it up, which goes back to your original conversation mm-hmm. about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories may seem very possible, even probable to people, but they mean shit until there's, no data. there's data. Yeah, and that's why, like, I look at this stuff because we're about to jump into the conspiracy chart in just a second. But that's why I look at it and I'm just kind of like, what are you guys talking about? Because because I, I listen to something like that and I'm like. So you guys, uh, all those entities that I mentioned, New York Times, all the entities, they would totally take a giant doo-doo, because I can't swear anymore because of YouTube. Thanks, Susan Wachowski. Uh, they will take a giant doo-doo on um, anything that doesn't fit within their pre-aligned confirmation bias of how they see the world. Well, and uh, and that's, that is a significant problem. The thing is, too, when you look at something like this, that was a... That was a research paper that was published in a scientific journal, right? Mm-hmm. Was retracted, Science. but it had, what, five months out there? Totally a, what we would call a valid study you could cite very honestly in mm-hmm. all of these yeah. articles and, and in other papers. Think mm-hmm. that probably contributed to other studies that are yep. probably still published today, maybe. Maybe. So, so in that respect, I think about these fact checkers at places like the Washington Post or Wall Street Journal or whatever, who have to... You know, what are they supposed to do? Go call up the, the they, company themselves well, the that, question, that cited in the journal? To, I in guarantee that, you that, this, that, this that. thing got in the science magazine because of the, yes. the one guy. Donald no, Donald no, I, I, that's, and that's why, I understand. Well, but that's why what, fact checkers is a totally different conversation. And believe me, I have my opinions on that because it, what is fact and what is true changes daily. And, 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 and this, is, this is the thing that I, I have about all this because <laughs> you're counting crumbs. At the end of the day, you so you hire someone to be a fact checker. You're ca- checker. You're counting crumbs, and at a certain point in time, you have to go all the way back in order to make sure that everything you've said in the very possible existence of all time is correct. And we as humans are incredibly flawed. I don't think any one individual or any group of individuals can remove their bias or any opinions related to that. So that's why there's a bunch of independent individuals who claim that they are the universal end all be all on answers, which not only prohibits future research and future free thought and thinking, but also stifles any semblance of conversation because people will just continue looking back at the crumbs and saying, well, Billy with so-and-so organization said that this was wrong, and then he also said this was wrong, and that ties into this. And then what if all that turns out to be incorrect? So you have a whole line from one individual who's currently responsible with misinformation at that point, because that's what it is, right? 
Because if I go back and I say, well, this is incorrect, and that's incorrect, and that's incorrect, and that's incorrect, but then I turn out to be wrong about everything, am I not any, providing any, misinformation? If there's doubt in whatever somebody is saying or printing or putting on a, a site or whatever else, it should be put on the editorial page. Mm-hmm. It's an opinion piece. It's an opinion. And as long as people understand that, there shouldn't be anything we cannot well, say. Well, that's why fact checkers such but a misleading that's statement. That's why you don't need fact checkers. You need fact checkers shouldn't be, you know, putting a uh, uh, dark canvas up against anything people say. No, they should be saying probably not enough here. This goes in the editorial page. Mm-hmm. That's all. Well, that's, that's what papers did for all of their existence. Well, all it's doing is it's making authorities out of entities that have no authority. Back to their interesting conspiracy statement and then and then if they deem themselves an authority and enough other people deem them as authority then we're back to what you said at the very beginning we're basing our relationship with what we think the truth is on somebody else's authority it's not accurately given Mm -hmm. now to the conspiracy chart interesting (laughs) interesting thing i'll put it right here it's going to be in this general area so as you can see uh the conspiracy chart is quite interesting. There's some stuff on here that I agree with that I think is likely legitimate. And I appreciate, I really do. I appreciate what's being attempted through this chart. The problem I have with it though, is that most of this stuff, most of it is impossible to know whether it's made up or whether it's not released to the public or whether the data is underneath the Vatican. Uh, it is uh, impossible to know. And there's a lot of crazy nonsense thrown into the mix with actual, actually reasonable things. Um, much of this information, hilariously enough, I did my research on this, uh, <laughs> redirects to a myriad of different groups, uh, be it from the Southern Poverty Law Center, the ADL, the AG- AJC, the New York Times, Vox, Forbes, The Guardian, Wired, Newsweek, QC, QZ, BBC, The Telegraph, Rolling Stones, Bloomberg, USA Today, AP News, Atlantic, The Daily Beast, Independent, CBS News, Time Vice, Yahoo News, and High Sub- Snobiety. Snobriety? Snobriety? Snobriety. Snobriety. There's no R there. Uh, to name a few. And I, we have done a ton, we have done a ton of research, we also did an episode on this, of all these entities, all these news organizations that are owned by six to 12 billionaires, and all of them seem to lean left. Why did I sound like, what's his name, that comedian? I sounded like, what's his name, uh, from um, that Netflix cartoon show. He's John Mulaney. John Mulaney. I sounded like him for a second there. Uh, but it, it, it does. It, all, of, all of these are left-leaning organizations outside of maybe a few that are center-leading. And the thing that I, I, I think that are kind of suspect about all this is if that's your source material, you're sourcing opinion pieces. You're sourcing news organizations as source material who take their opinion pieces and claim that they're truth and fact. So your attempt to create something that's actually legitimate is just opinion. It, it, they're doing that because our nature, our existence, has to depend on portals of information unless you're willing to do the research yourself. Well, this and there is, lies the problem. Yes, that's the so problem. we've depended on portals of information. We called them newspapers at one time. Now we call them something else. And we count on them to disseminate greater, broader stretch of, of information. And we pay a subscription so that we get accurate feedback or accurate information and dissemination of all that broad scope mm-hmm. of, of intel. 
And now we know it's not true. Well, most of the time. Well, here's the thing. Because it's biased in some way, shape, or form. Well, it's biased and it's manipulated. And the, the funny thing about all this is, like, so, for example, in the speculation lines, the very, this is an upside-down pyramid, as you can see, per the area here. Um, and the speculation line, it has stuff like MK Ultra, like things that actually happened, uh, the uh, Tuskegee experiment, FBI spied on MLK, Watergate, Yes, all those things occurred. There's a, then there's leaving reality, um, the Denver International Airport and all the conspiracies <laughs> behind that, which is quite hilarious. Uh, Area 51, UFOs, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, not sure why that's in that particular position. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa disappearance. And then there's a reality denial. Um, Avril Lavigne replaced. Elvis lives. The Titanic never sank. Cryptids. Prince Charles is a vampire. Um, alien abductions. Oh, my favorite, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Yeah, killer. that one. <laughs> now, there's an anti-Semitic section. I'm just not even going to talk about it because I want to have this actually be online. Um, and then there's also the 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 out-of-reality point, which has like... A lot more anti-Semitic stuff in there. Illuminati I see a lot of and, and uh, you know, NWO. Um, flat Earth. Flat Earth. Yeah, and, here's, and here's the problem that I have with all this, is that... that There's there's a, the the, <laughs> the knee jerk reaction that I see with a lot of this is that it's kind of like what people do who who really don't like theology is they tend to lump a large segment of negative with one thing. So like for example, if you don't like the Catholic Church, there's one particular thing that you could say, and it starts with a P, and now they're referred to as maps to talk about the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, but that is not an argument. It's not an argument. It's not an argument against it. It, it, and same thing with all this is it's like, so you're telling me that you want to talk about like the, the government within a government. You want to talk about that for those who are familiar with uh, what state that's in. Um, it, it, you want to talk about that, but you're going to put it in the most unreasonable place surrounded by a bunch of stuff that is clearly either complete bogus or actually maybe scarily real. It's like, where, where is your point of acknowledgement here? Because this shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a chart. It should be a, a percentile of degree is what it should be. You know be. what's interesting? This these these last three layers, the the They're mostly all... harmless but false. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the two other layers of like hell basically. Over yeah, there. it's like Dante's They're Inferno. All stuff I literally don't think I've heard of before two or three years ago. Yes. Some of some of the the third level, like Titanic never sank and Elvis lives. Okay, mm-hmm. I've heard like you know, Yes, that a couple of times, but like these last two layers are all in my, at least in my experience, stuff I've only heard about in like the past. And, and here's, and here's the thing is they'll say, well, it's because the prolifer- prolif- proliferation's grown. Has it grown? Or maybe is it because every single or entity that you source in this is specifically left leaning and they choose to utilize this information to paint their opposition. Well, it, and they use a chart like this to put things in a place that makes the opposition even more resolute about what they believe. Like, what are you trying to do? It's, ob- it's, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's, it's called separate. It's called segregate mm-hmm. by people's thought patterns, mm. what they believe and what they don't. And you use that critical information to not destroy, but decredit, discredit well, those that you want to discredit. Well, I think the funny thing is, I mean, the funny thing about all this that makes me laugh is some of the stuff in there that might potentially be legitimate. Because there's a lot that's not. Like, I think a lot of this is 
just I think what what this indiver- what Abby Richards I think did because I've looked at her TikTok. What I think she ha- happens to do is she happens to inoculate herself with a bunch of different left leaning entities um, and utilize those as the only only sources well, to yeah. try and to try and support her position on this thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have that in your own worldview. But the problem that I see is that it's not an attempt to actually educate someone. You don't utilize the New York Times t- to educate someone on anything. It's an entertainment platform. You know what you should use to, 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 I mean, this is interesting and it certainly creates a lot of controversy and discussion points around this because I can see things in different, you know, spots in this upside down pyramid that should be in other places Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. in very, I mean, they jump right out at, well, here's the thing is this is from 2021. So some times passed. So, well, and there's also, you have to think about the period of time, which this was created Mm -hmm. where something else was dominating. Yes. Any, anyway, my, I think you you brought it up a little bit later. It should be on like a graph of some mm-hmm. kind, right? So so we talked about earlier the the idea of the lab. You know, if you have a hypothesis, you have to come up with empirical data to back your hypothesis up. That's true for, should be true for anything. Should mm-hmm. be. Anything. So if you looked at one, each one of these and separated them out individually and said, okay, pros, cons, pluses and minuses, what are the key indicators? Maybe there's, maybe there's, 10 things that we evaluate each of these by which of the things are checked off and which are not and then you rank them that way you would actually have things that are completely idiotic unless yes. something immediately changes or huh well here, here's here's the thing is you can like maybe this is just because i'm older i can tell like a younger person put this together like i can tell someone who does not have a huge experience from my perspective of where I'm at literally said, well, you know what? At this point in time, these things are the hottest topics. So we're going to put them in the most craziest part of it. Well, you know, what's interesting is like that leaving reality one, the second one where they're saying we have questions. I mean, I look at some of these and I'm like, well, when we were younger, these were the ones that were at the very bottom, Mm -hmm. that at the very bottom, they switch. Like I remember the, the, the Charles Manson CIA asset that's, that's written here in the, we have questions one. That was the most wackadoodle thing I heard mm-hmm. about when I was a tween. Yeah, a teen. And and the, the thing that the thing that gets me is it's like I get what they're trying to do. I, like I get what she's trying to do, and I I, I do commend it because it takes yeah. a lot of work. But hard stop there it takes a lot of work. That wasn't done. <laughs> You're linking to New York Times. You're linking to Newsweek. Well, I mean, like like just, here's what well, here's yeah. the here's the thing I want to get at. Those same entities right now, with the release of over almost fourteen thousand CIA documents, uh, are pretending as if the their job is to protect the the government. That's what they're doing. Like, so so let's get into JFK. These documents came out uh, December fifteenth. They were released December sixteenth. Uh, Tucker Carlson. It was either fifteenth or sixteenth. He decided to talk it out. Talk talk about it on air three hours after they were released. Well, wait, wait. People need to know that they, they've been pushed back for they, years. So, they so keep being 20, delayed. Yeah, I was going to get to yeah. that. So in, in 2017, they were supposedly going to be... In 1992, I believe, or 95, they were going to release it in twenty by 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Pushed back by Donald Trump and by the Biden administration. So take do with that what you will. Um, now, the reason I want to talk about by this... By advice from who? Who knows? The CIA and FBI. Yeah. What are they trying to hide? Um, So the JFK assassination, uh, it's now December 2016, 2022, and the CIA released 13,173 documents relating to the official investigation of the 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy. 
According to The Guardian, haha, yes, I'm also using them, uh, the newly declassified materials are likely to disturb the conclusion of the 1964 Warren Commission charged with getting to the bottom of the outrage. Uh, The Warren Commission found that Oswald, a former Marine communist who defected to the USSR, had killed Kennedy acting alone by firing three shots as Kennedy rode in an open-top limousine through Dealey Plaza in Dallas on November November 22nd, 1963. One of the newly released documents dated from September of 1964 underlines that Oswald did act alone, supposedly, uh, with the CIA reporting that there seemed to be no connection between Oswald and Jack Ruby, the local nightclub owner who shot and killed Oswald on live television in the basement of Dallas police headquarters two days after Kennedy was assassinated. 95% of the CIA's records on the assassination are now available to the public, and there will be an intensive one-year review of any remaining closed files before a complete opening of the books by June 30th, 2023. So they're going to burn a bunch of stuff. Uh, Tucker Carlson, within a handful of hours of the CIA release, also reported on it claiming that the CIA did it. Apparently, he had an unnamed source... With direct knowledge of JFK files, the CIA was still hiding. Carlson also claimed that the sources, the source stated that the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination, that it's a whole different country from what we thought it's all, it was. It's all fake. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't, because there's 5% that's not going to be released until the CIA actually does its own intensive research and to make sure that the information they release is accurate information. They're definitely not going to get rid of information. And Tucker Carlson is an entertainer, first and yes. foremost. So uh, here's what I think. This is what I think about all this. I think that these individuals, person that put together the conspiracy chart, the people that write the articles for The Guardian or The Atlantic or in, in New York Magazine or whatever you want to call it, uh, the people that work in the government, the people that uh, do all of this stuff, I think they're all the same person. That's what I think. And I don't mean that they do the same things. I mean that they all intently think the same way. Because whether on either end of the aisle, all of this is, it's allegations until we actually have data. Until we actually have fact. It is all allegations, all speculation. And if I'm watching Tucker Carlson and he comes on the TV and he says, oh, it's all a lie. I know someone who's a source and I know him in indirect and he has all this information. Are you doing that to get views or are you doing that to actually spread awareness? Because if you're worried, why are you hiding the guy's name? Whatever you think of Tucker Carlson he's not an idiot. He knows exactly who's watching his program. Mm -hmm. And it's likely people who want any reason to distrust government. Mm -hmm. Look, this comes down to the same thing we talked about a half an hour ago. You've got a set of people, whether they're all the same person that think all the same way or not. The one thing they all have in common, they all go to the same college, perhaps, (laughs) but what the thing they have all in common is that they truly believe that cover up, of things that could either get them in trouble or bring something to the surface that they don't think we can absorb properly is a reason to keep things secret. It's not, Mm-mm. but that's what they believe. Right. It's it's the the greater good philosophy, right? No, it's so rules it, for know, the Biden's administration let this stuff out finally because they said, "Oh, we want to be a transparent administration like we always are," which is. <laughs> unbelievable no sorry thing. no sorry i'm Genuous. coughing i got some in my throat yeah very exactly <clears throat> yeah, no sorry. such thing so so they did this but there are supposedly a bunch of things that are still completely and forever will be missing and there's still stuff that is somewhat redacted and there's still five percent more that has not come out and who's telling us this mm-hmm. the same people that have been hiding it and the yes. same people that have it yeah so are it's- we supposed to believe them 
Yes. You know why? Because they're authoritative. Authority. They're authority. Because who else God. are you going to believe? Because they know better than us. Mm-hmm. And they know that if they really told us that our heads would there's, there's our a, heads would explode. We'd light on fire. All the structure of society would fall apart. Not our structure, your structure. We wouldn't fall out of power. You would, even though you're not in power. It's not. It's you who'd be at risk. You're the problem. It's not us. It's you. That's literally all they're saying. There's an episode. What are saying? I think it's of Rick and Morty. I'm not 100% sure. But there's an, there's an episode of some cartoon where, I think it is Rick and Morty, where, Rick and where Morty. they are like helping a civilization and they they want to tear down because they distrust their leaders and they're like they're evil evil leaders. No, their government's no, no, no. Evil. You, no. You're talking about the one where Rick is powering his spaceship and they go into the spaceship battery and is that then, not every episode. No, he's powering a spaceship and his spaceship is powered by an actual universe and so he goes into the universe as an alien and, and well, right, but the, it's a small. He like shrinks himself down to go into the battery, which is a universe, and then introduces himself to the individuals in that universe, and then the guy who's, who's the main scientist in that universe then shrinks itself down himself down and they go into that's a third not what universe. i'm talking about well that one's pretty funny the, it reminds the, me of the, they end up on mount crumpet sure yeah yeah the, exactly the, without going too much into details of it basically <laughs> they destroy their ruling system and they get rid of their leaders and they're like we you know revolution against them and then all of a sudden they they start talking like okay who's gonna elect we need we need another congress or we need another oh, yeah no, is that rick and yeah, morty no i know well that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. the actual history it's, of it's, the, it's just a cycle it's it's the murder it's the murder planet it's the one where yeah. I don't remember so, so the name. You guys know we so bull. So Rick and Morty show I, up on this planet, right? And every every Halloween or supposedly something similar to that, they like there's a murder fest. It's like the purge, and then so Rick and Morty then destabilize the entire thing by killing all the leaders who put on the purge, and then the people who survive. Like they, the ones where can already leave, they're like, well, we set up some sort of rule system, like a day where everyone kills each other. And it's just this cycle. So that's basically what it is. So proud that you remember that, Beowulf. That makes me proud. Well, you know, there's an entire <sighs> governmental branch, a hidden but um, fun governmental branch that creates these kind of cartoons specifically is it? to sell the populace yeah. in and to allow us to become assimilated was it this kind of what is it what is it called the, the, the shallow region the shallow territory is that what it is the deep the opposite of the deep, deep, shallow the shallow grave. territory the shallow shallow colonialism colonial exactly <laughs> not the deep state <laughs> okay. uh, but no I, I don't know i just think it's funny it's it, all this is hilarious because it's like I'd expect like some accurate stuff. And when I see links to like stuff that is just blatantly so up its own butt, it's not even funny. You know, what would be really interesting if we ever discovered how to travel back in time. Maybe we already have, we just don't know, but may, if we ever did to actually go back in time and see how some of the actual things we've read about in history actually happened or, or if they happened, yeah. how they happened, who they happened with, what was said, what was done. You know, a hundred percent of the time, all we're getting fed is what it's nuggets. What people want us to hear, yeah. And that's why it's. I think it's so funny because that's now considered by people who want to believe whatever regime is in power. Uh, it's considered a conspiracy theory, where in reality, that's just history. Like, like <laughs> just think of think of like like historical things that happened during some of the dark ages. Or all Jeez. that was lost during like the when the Library of Alexandria burned mm-hmm. down. Like think of all that 
quote fact we could have confirmed that's now just lost it's yeah. gone all we have is word of mouth if that was even well, accurate in the first place yeah, I, I i guess my my like frustration with it all is you've got like one segment that will look at something like the library of alexandria and they're gonna immediately say that it's aliens and then the other segments gonna look at the library of alexandria and they all happen to be from the like entity or the group that burned down the library of alexandria and they'll be like well there's no way it was our government you know it's like it's two extremes it's either someone who's believing the craziest far right or left entity and then someone who's suckling off the tit of of uh, bureaucracy it's like why can't there be an in-between that's that's the thing i wish i wish people would be like you yes, know what people got to start somewhere they, they well, can't start in the middle they you don't, start in the middle they you don't. stay we've and start about, in the middle we've talked about this stuff before we you you've you've been critical of me and i've been critical of you for the exact exact opposite position on certain subjects where i start out thinking I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're right. I'm going to start with, start you, I meet you, you start with an A. Mm -hmm. Prove to me that you're not a good person and I'll degrade that. I start with the C average. Oh, bullshit. I do. I start with the C average. I'm I'm not even joking. I've watched two things that I've I've watched you in this. I'm not talking about people in general, just certain subjects, okay, where you've said, no, I ain't going to believe that until you prove it to me. And that's where conspiracy theories start. I, I am not going to believe what you tell me. No, no, no. And it's usually because people have given you some other historical context to doubt them. Well, here's here's the thing. Like I said, see average. I don't think there's a single thing that you've told me. Like just to to play devil's advocate, I don't think there's a single thing that you've told me that I couldn't come to that end result. Like I, I, it's not so far out that I'm like now. No, I'm not going to. I'm like, not saying I, you don't change. I'm saying this is where conspiracies are. I think born. the conspiracies are born when you don't change. No. I think consp- I think that's no. no that's I think where I disagree. No. Okay. So you know the green section of this pyramid, Tuskegee experiment. Mm-hmm. We were told for decades that, that was, was a not, fabrication, yeah. a total lie. Yeah. By, by the same people. By who, the same people that are now yes. telling us that these other things are fabrications and lies. Sure. So okay. You lied to me before, but you're telling me the truth now. Okay. Yeah, but wait, what is you what is CoinTelPro? CoinTelPro? Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't look into that. But mm. I mean, the, I look. I get your I get your point. I do, but I don't know necessarily think that it starts there. I think that's maybe like a step from the start. I think the step from I think where it starts, honestly, where I think it starts is where either people are adamantly against it based on who's telling them. Or they're adamantly for it based on who's telling them. That's what I think it is. Because if I sit down with someone who's the opposite end of the aisle and they say, well, the Tuskegee experiment happened. And because I'm on the opposite end of the aisle, I don't like what they're saying. I think that's what it is. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. You can believe someone's the wizard if they have a big emerald city and a loud voice. Okay. Until you peel back that curtain and find out otherwise. But that, but that still doesn't necessitate that everything that's on there is correct. I know that. Or not correct. If you do not replace the wizard, if you just pull the curtain back and you hear the same voice and you see the same Emerald City with a different bunch of information, do you now believe it if you've seen behind the curtain? Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a logical step. So that's why people get so adamant about wanting to tear certain things down when, when something has been proven to be incorrect. 
whether it's science, politics, or anything we can think about. Well, well, I do think that, I mean, I think it's probably close to the time of wrapping up, and I think that's a good point. But what I will say is I think that it is interesting that all of this on different sides of the spectrum seems to always come back to the same thing. Tear it down on both ends. I thought, oh, never mind. For some reason, you said that, and I thought you were about to say pterodactyl. Pterodactyl! (laughs) You know what? That might be the best answer of all. Yeah. Well, let's let's let's. Our conspiracy pterodactyls never existed, or they still exist. Uh, Conspiracy pterodactyl was JFK was actually a pterodactyl. That's conspiracy. Good closing line. Um, Well, that wraps up the episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully, it gave you some thought on conspiracy theories. Obviously, we have our bias, as does everybody. Uh, But one thing I will say is, uh, do your research listen like actually investigate if you're going to look at the conspiracy chart and make that chart just your end all be all that's your business that's up to you that's fine i would recommend you actually read about these things um and there's going to be a certain point uh that it's going to get a little weird and then you back out but uh (laughs) like that's with all things um but yeah Um, the cia feels like it's getting closer maybe it's time to shut your browser yeah like like instead of dot com it's dot cia everything um but yeah that's i mean hopefully the updates on jfk come to actual light and we actually get some sort of answer on that as opposed to a giant nothing burger of it definitely wasn't us um that the cia and the fbi always put out um but yeah this has been a very interesting episode i think we're going forward we're gonna probably be a little bit lighter um i know we've had a lot of political heavy no, for the last never. few few months but i think we're gonna be a little bit lighter get some more interesting stuff out yeah, there the next one's not gonna be so heavy it's gonna be all about the jfk assassination <laughs> well uh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's actually that's it's not gonna be so heavy you know just be slightly heavy listen um, we're we're all way past that right yeah that was so long ago <laughs> yeah it's like 75 years ago that's why they're releasing oh. it now hey, because that everyone was no, it was like 85, was 189 years, like 800 years ago. Um, that's why we were releasing that, it now. That, that's what Gen Z tells us about 9-11, okay? Exactly. Dude. I, that was 100 years ago. Dude, we weren't even born then. That's yeah. what you hear it all the time now. It has been over one-third of my life ago. You old man. Yeah, yeah I'm old. One-third? Um, it's been way longer than that. How old do you think you are? What do you do? I said over. I said over one third. It, it was twenty three. Yeah, no, I, I know. Years I said ago. over. It, it, there's it's nothing over wrong. half. Your, Why are you calling out? That's like three it's fifths. over half, three fifths. I'm just saying. Right. It's it's uh, still correct. I said over. I I saved myself there. Okay. Right. I think it's a prime. It's better to be safe than sorry. Uh, no, stop it. Um, but yeah, uh, so if you like what we saw, if you like what you heard, uh, we are pushing episodes every week. Uh, audio episodes come out on Thursday. Video episodes come out on Friday. Uh, if you liked our content, you can find us on Instagram and you can also find us on YouTube at The Wolf and Bull. But yeah, that's about it. I think we're going to catch you next week. Yeah. Adios. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Wolf and Bull podcast. Our team here at the Wolf and Bull and Damore Media are so happy you spent some time with us. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A review will help grow our show and we'd love for you to be a part of our family. If you'd like more content from the Wolf and Bull, you can find it at our Instagram at the Wolf and Bull and on YouTube and Rumble via the Wolf and Bull. Thank you again and we'll see you next week.